0: Hey, it's Deacon here. I'm hosting a new workshop called Hiring Secrets to help you find the right people who will take your business to the next level. Join me live on April 6th, and I'll show you my biggest secrets and tools to building a high-performance team. Get all the details at deaconbradley.com, click the Hiring Secrets link in the menu, or check today's show notes for all the links you need. Now, let's get back to the podcast. (laughs) Justice, we've been talking about this for a long time. I think it's time we hit record. What do you say? Let's do it. Hello, and welcome to the Sharp Business Growth Podcast, the podcast for CEOs who want to create healthy business growth. I'm your host, Deacon Bradley, alongside Justice Marimi. On today's show, we're uh, so both of us have worked with a lot of CEOs, a lot of businesses, and we were having a conversation before we hit record. What are we seeing that's holding business leaders back from that growth that they so badly want? And we came up with three things, a lot more than three things, but these are our top three things. And we're going to unpack these a little bit here, but then a lot more in the episodes to come. So before we get into that though, yeah. Justice, I think everybody here listening needs to know just how cool you are. The guy on the other side <laughs> of the mic right here, I, I need to give you your credit. So I've been working with you myself. I originally met you, uh, started working with you as an executive coach. That's, yep. that's one of the things that, that you do unbelievably well. I've worked Thanks. with a lot of coaches. You're extremely gifted. And we've just had so much fun the last couple of years. Just oh, man businessing together. yes,
1: That's a (laughs) great way to put it.
0: Yeah. And we've worked on a lot of projects. My, my business and my life has changed a huge amount just from the conversations that we've had. And, and, uh, and I think it's really cool. We both work with CEOs and we both do it in really different ways.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think one of the things that, that you do really well is you're very good in the headspace, meaning strategic how do you want to think about this let's make this simple um, let's let's find the right people you're very much there I'm very much the heart I'm looking at what is holding this CEO this executive back from making the decisions that they need to make from being who they need to be um, from leading how they need to lead is it fear is it insecurity like what what is it and then how do I speak to those things so both are huge for the CEO. You cannot do one. You cannot scale a business without the other. So it's, you've got to have strategic, you've got to have the right players on the team. You've got to have that, the right headspace, which you do such a great job at. And then you've got to have the right, your heart has to be at the right place. Your mindset has to be at the right place. And that's what I love.
0: Yeah. It's something that I always knew was important. And like I said, I worked with a bunch of coaches. I never worked with somebody with your Super unique skill set to be able to unpack that, draw that out of people, find like that that stuff inside that's that's really in the way. Yeah. So many coaches are focused, I think, on the wrong stuff. You know, here's some here's some new tactics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the magic bean that you were missing <laughs> from your morning coffee, yeah. and then your business <laughs> growth explodes.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And so I'm super excited to just have these conversations with you. Uh, share a little bit about. Just the variety and the types and levels of business leaders that you've been in and around. It's fascinating.
1: I've worked with solopreneurs and I've worked with CEOs leading much bigger teams. So, and I've worked with people that aren't CEOs that are just, you know, business leaders that are, you know, like, like when we started working, you were kind of the, the integrator to the team and. Uh, working right next, right next to the CEO hand in hand and, and, and leading just an unbelievable business. So I work with the whole gambit. Um, I love the solopreneur, but I also love the high flying, you know, CEO that has a, has a team that he's trying to figure out how to do the best thing. Cause I learned from each of them. And a lot of times they're, they're still their mindset and their heart is still the thing. Like That does not change. Wherever you're at, your heart, your mindset, if it's off, it's keeping you from, from the results you want.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's really interesting. And one of the things that I have learned a lot from you is you will constantly point out, hey, deacon guy at this level, uh, I'm working with this guy 10 levels beyond you. And you know what we're talking about? the exact same thing. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's, I don't know if that's encouraging similar. or disheartening, <laughs> <laughs> but, but
0: we're moving forward and yeah. we're getting
1: better. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Seeing you guys, it's It. hopefully it's encouraging, uh, <laughs> because it's, it's cool to, know. a lot of entrepreneurs think that their issues are unique. And so they, th- they believe like, man, I'm the only one. It's, it's very lonely. It's very isolating. So they think they've had these issues in their head and they see everyone else's success. So then they're going, it's just me. There must be something wrong with me. And so whenever I can say, Hey, you know, this person that you perceive as being extremely successful, they're doing, they're going through the same thing. And it's like, Oh, okay. All right. I can, I can work with that. I'm not crazy. Okay, and Deacon, I mean, you are kind of. I always say um, everybody needs a deacon. So, I would love for you to share just a little bit about what you do. I think you're a rarity. Um, you can come in, and I get really frustrated uh, because I will meet with you and go, "Golly, I wish I could think that quickly and that uh, strategically about these issues." And it makes it so simple that I'm going, "Yeah, I guess that is the what we should." <laughs> Do so. I, I I think everyone needs a deacon. So deacon, would you just share a little bit about what you do? And and I don't even know what to what to title.
0: You. Sure. You know, I, I I've gotten to the stage of my career where I've done so many things and I have my hands in a variety of things, which I love it. It, it excites me, but I dread it a little bit when I just meet somebody for the first time and they say, "What do you do?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Gosh, you know, how much time do we have?" <laughs> yeah. Most recently, uh, I just stepped away from from a few years of of leading as the number two, an agency, that, that team, while I was there, uh, I, I cut my teeth on a lot of different kind of leadership level stuff, mm-hmm. grew that team from, I don't know, very small handful of people to over 40. By the time we left, uh, we had tremendous revenue growth over those years. And the, the thing that was, that was super fun. Yeah. We worked in, uh, in the space of, so I was working with business leaders in a different capacity there, I was seeing them come through with needs as an agency that the agency provided those services. But it was also interesting because I was at the level of the company within our company that I was dealing with the same problems they were dealing with. And so I was able to see things in their business that they needed or that they were missing, whether that was team, whether it was vision, whatever it was, I could see these like, wounds Mm, (laughs) that
1: were,
0: or these like chains that were holding them back that they couldn't always see. And so it was super fun working with you, justice. I think I've gotten a lot of clarity on what it is that allowed me to do that well. And why, why it is that business leaders like hanging out with me. Yes, Uh, and, And I, the two things that always come to mind is number one, clarity. So I love to take really complicated things and simplify them down just incredibly simple. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite things to do. And the, the other thing is, is something that you brought to my attention. That is a gift of mine that I didn't know that was a gift. And if I had known it was a gift, I wouldn't have known anybody cared until we started working together. Now I just, I see this tremendous need for it. And that is uh, just bringing peace and order to chaos. And there are so oh, yeah. many businesses that I look inside I was looking inside one just earlier this week, and I was like, whoa, that is some serious chaos there. Uh, and I can't wait to just unpack some of the stuff about how to fix that, what's in the way of growth, yes, all of that kind of stuff. So we were talking before we hit record. We both see a, a huge number of businesses that are growing. Yes. Some of them are growing extremely fast. Yes. We also see a lot that aren't growing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we see a lot of business leaders wondering why their business isn't growing. Yes. So we were, we were kind of like, all right, let's boil this down high level. What are three things that we see that are holding people back? I love this. The first one, number one, do you remember what we wrote down? No, I'm that's the only why one I'm who can tru- see the yes, notes right that's now. that's why I
1: trust you more than myself. <laughs> I was looking at you. Hopefully you saw in my eyes. I was like, I did. I did <laughs> write
0: it down. I have the list right here in front of me. Number one, a team that moves the ball down the field.
1: Yes. Yes. Can I speak to this? Yes. Okay. So here is what I see as a big issue. Um, There's a book called What Got You Here Will Not Get You There. And one of the things that I see oftentimes is that entrepreneurs get their business to a certain level with a certain team. It's almost like if I could title it, it'd be the bootstrapping team. And some of those business leaders aren't meant to go with you the distance. Like they can help you get where you wanted to go and now it's time to get to the next stage. And if they don't want to grow into different roles and if they're not gifted enough to do some of the things that are needed to get to the next place, um, they can't move the needle forward. And so it's time for them to go. And um, that's okay. That is totally... Fine, but it's hard for entrepreneurs, especially when the people that you need to let go have been loyal. I hear that from so many entrepreneurs. They've been so loyal.
0: Yeah. uh, I I, I see this all the time. And I also see it in in the mentality. So when I hear, there's a couple of things I hear business leaders say that make me think, oh, this is probably their, their problem. One of them is, uh, I just can't find any good people. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of reasons for that that we can unpack, <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of the symptoms. Uh, and the other one is, is that feeling that like you, like things keep b- bouncing back to you. Like it keeps coming to you. You keep having to, like you've gotten away, but you're still, you might be saying to yourself, why am I still doing this? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's a big symptom of that.
1: Yes. I, this reminds me. Um, so I used to be a pastor in a church and I remember we met with this consultant and he said, you don't always dance with the one that brought you. And I remember just holding on to that because we were growing. And a lot of the people that were with us early on were like, Hey, you know, we're going to go to another church. And we were like, oh no, you've been with us since the beginning. We've known you for so long. Some of us, we've known you since college. Some of them, it was, hey, you're the lead pastor's best friend, and now you're leaving. And it was really comforting to hear. Yeah. And they were there for that time, that season. Amazing. Honor them. That's Yes, you wouldn't be here without them. Now it's time to look forward, not look back. And it's time for them to look forward. And I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs, once they've let go of certain team members two, three years down the road, they talked to him again. And that person was like, it was totally time for me to go. I had known it was time for me to go. I'm so glad you let me go. I found this new opportunity out here. It pays me more. I like it more. I wouldn't have discovered it because I would have just stayed as long as you let me.
0: Oh man. There I'm super excited. We have an episode sketched out to dive more into this stuff. And I'm super pumped because there's, there's so much there (laughs) and it's like, like, like we were saying, it's like chains holding these entrepreneurs back. Uh, And yeah, it's, it's top of my list is team. That's the number one thing when I look inside a business, oftentimes the thing holding them back is team. Yeah. Number two on our list here, number two is this one's going to take a, a minute to unpack. We, we couldn't come up with like a succinct headline for this, but <laughs> but really it's, they're looking at the wrong thing. Oh, man. So like, that's it. Unpack that a little.
1: Okay. So there's an entrepreneur that I was talking to the other day and I had coached him for a season. Don't coach him anymore, but we're great. We're great friends. And he said, you know, I'm going to stop doing this thing that was Amazing for the business. I'm going to stop focusing on this thing so that I can go focus on this other thing right now. And I remember going, don't do that. Because in six months, you're going to regret that you stopped focusing on, which it was growth, like growing the business. What he needed to do was, I wanted him to go, hey, I'm still focused on growth. I've actually brought on a team member to focus on creating the systems and implementing them in my business or I'm promoting this person to do this so that I can stay here another way to think about this is um almost like another way that they focus on the wrong thing is shiny object syndrome um or like yes something's working then they go maybe they watch a youtube video maybe they talk to a friend that's in a similar industry and that <laughs> person goes yeah we've started doing this now and it's getting great results for us and they go, Oh yeah. Tell me more. Right. Whoa. Full rudder. Yes. Yes. And then they go, you know, we're not doing that. Uh, is it, is it helping? Oh yeah. It's helping us a ton. We're able to do this, this and that. Really? Yeah. And now that we get to do that, we don't have to worry about this. And you're going, Oh, I worry about that. Well, tell me more about it and send it to me. And I always like, I, I cringe when I see an entrepreneur go, that I know is working well and their system is working, everything is working and someone drops a seed that's like, we're doing this to do this. It's really good. And they're like, oh, could you send me a link to that? I cringe because I'm going, you don't know their story. You don't need what they need right now. Everything's working.
0: So in my mind, I'm, when I hear this, like we, just, we sum this up as looking at the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. In this case, looking at the wrong thing was they're not looking at their business and the thing that moves their business forward and who they are uniquely and the unique chemistry and strengths of their team. They're like looking at some other dude's thing mm-hmm. and they're like, Ooh, like, what'd he put for number three? I'm going <laughs> to copy that down. And, and sometimes that's, that's not a good fit at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, another way that this, I think bites people a lot is just, we, I always like to say that the saying, I forget where this comes from, what gets measured gets managed. Oh man! And so, if you by looking at the wrong thing, if you're measuring the wrong thing, it, you're going to optimize for it. You're going to do whatever it takes to move that metric. But a lot of times, it's not the right it's not the right thing for that business to be looking at. And a lot of times, like you were just saying, they decided to start looking at it because of one of these shiny objects. Like that was that was the thing. So now they're doing it too.
1: Yes. And I would, I'm trying to think of another way to, to say this, that was, um, that they could kind of get a frame of this is, you know, in, in, I used to do marriage counseling and different married couples will be using different things to help their, their marriage. And some of them would be in financial trouble. So they'd use financial peace university with Dave Ramsey. Some of them would have emotional, like they weren't great at communicating. So they'd use uh emotional care packet that we put them through and they'd go through a class. And then there'd be couples that were doing just fine. And they're like, oh, well, they're doing that. Well, I need to do it. So then they're taking all this time out, even though their relationship is great to go through something and they might get a few things out of it, but it really was just a waste of time. Mm. And so your most valuable asset is time. It is time. And if you're spending your time looking at the competition, looking at what other people are doing, instead of focused on what brings me the best results right now, what am I great at? What if I keep doing will give me the best chance of getting the results I want. And you start looking around. It's no good what you have is enough if you believe in the plan and it's showing results for you already. Don't pivot unnecessarily. Dude,
0: well said. I, I think one of the things that, that really helps with this and one of the, the the ways I see business leaders get traction with this is, is masterminds, coaches, just this like close peer group who actually care and know your business and are yes. not just giving you ideas. <laughs> <laughs> or stuff like that. Like they're invested in your success too. Yes. I think that makes a, a huge difference on getting that perspective. And, uh, yeah, it's one of the first things that I look at when I'm looking at a business that's stuck is I'm, I'm asking them, you know, like what's important to you right now? What are you looking at? And I'm curious just to see what it is that they're looking at. Cause it's often <laughs> not what I would recommend. <laughs> Third thing I see holding business leaders back. I like to call this the three S's and justice. You have taught me so much about this. The three S's stillness,
1: silence, space. Oh man. Oh man. There, um, there's a, there's a phrase that coaches use. Um, that is, it's called the lamp post analogy. And when people go, why do you, why, why do you need a coach? And I'll say, um, you know, if every day you came home after a hard day's work and just talked to a lamppost, you'd actually do better for yourself because you get all these thoughts out, you get all these things going on, you' actually think clearly because you're 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 externally processing you're doing all this stuff, and so when an entrepreneur gets away and they can get still and they can really think like most entrepreneurs are way smarter than they want you to believe. Like they were able to build a business from nothing most of the times to something that's generating revenue, which means it's creating enough value that people are willing to pay for the value that they have. And if it's most of the entrepreneurs that we run into, they're paying a lot of money for the value that you're creating. So it's not like we're talking to a bunch of idiots. So for these people, what will take away your genius is busyness. Like it will rob you of your genius. And especially this is something that I get that that happens to me um, is decision fatigue where you will actually get fatigued because you're making so many decisions in a day. You'll start to get a minor headache. And a lot of you listening are probably going, oh my gosh, that's me. I I do get those headaches. It's yeah, you actually need to. I was talking to an entrepreneur uh, yesterday. I go, you are the most valuable asset to your team. Do you believe that? That you are the most valuable asset. So who needs to be taken care of the best right now? You do. How are you taking care of yourself? Okay, right now, you might not be able to go on a four-week vacation. I would actually argue that you probably could. You just don't believe it. But what can you do right now? You can schedule an hour out of your day. You totally do this. And you can sit with a notepad and a pen and turn off your phone in a room and put do not disturb and just write whatever comes to mind.
0: So if leaders are missing stillness, silence space, they're missing this, what what does their life look like? Golly.
1: Um, They wake up, they check their phone, usually first thing in the morning. They see an email that causes alarm. So they send a text message to one of their team members usually around seven 30 or eight o'clock in the morning. A team member gets it and is kind of frustrated that they had to get something that like (laughs) it took them out of their workout or whatever they were focused in the morning. Then they get to the office. They check to see if that team member responded. They see more emails. Uh, They go through a little bit of a morning routine, but chances are they don't have a morning routine. Um, Their email owns them and their meetings own them. So their calendar and their email are kind of their main decision makers. So it's all movement. It's all decisions. It's all busyness. Mm. That's, uh, that sounds stressful (laughs) (laughs) and they are, they're stressed. They're, they're really stressed. They might not define it as stress because they're used to it. And that's like, kind of for me is the scariest place to see an entrepreneur where they're like, yeah, that's just how my day goes. And I ask them about it. I'm like,
0: yeah, it's not like a. Almost like a, like a badge.
1: Yes. Yes. Which I would say is just pride. Um, and is the ego. And it's like, yeah, I do this thing. You hear it a lot in the tech world. Where it's like, yeah, I'm just getting in my crazy, you know, week. I didn't, I slept for four hours this week. Or slept for four hours. It's like, yeah, I did. And I'm like, is that the life you want to live? Is that scalable? I mean, if we're talking about scaling your business, that's not scalable. Your body will shut down. Um, so like they are owned. They do not own their life like at all. They do not control it. Um, their calendar controls it. Their assistant controls it. Their team controls it. Problems control it. Their inbox controls it.
0: Mm. That's a, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> a interesting. When you phrase it like that, that's super interesting. You and I are both really passionate about this topic in particular. We're going to unpack it in, a, in an episode, a couple episodes coming up. So there's a lot more on this, but just leave us with this right now, Justice. Yeah. Can you do it another way? Like, does it have to be that way? Or can you have this business growth, this amazing business growth, but also be free? And and, and I mean this uh, just to set the full stage here, because I don't want this to just be some fairy tale. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Can you do it in like the short term? Meaning it's not when I get 10 million in revenue or when I get a hundred million in revenue and I've got. A helicopter whisking me away, and three personal assistants. Like, can you do it sooner than that? <laughs>
1: yeah. the, the, there's, there's a short answer. Is like, you, you will actually. There's a better chance of you getting to that hundred million faster if you start doing what we're going to talk about now. Boom.
0: <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on the Shark Business Growth Podcast. Be sure and subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app. Mine is Pocket Casts, so you never miss an episode. Also, we've got a bunch of free resources. More coming all the time. Visit us at sharpbusinessgrowth.com. We'll see you there.